my husband became the second victim of childhood sexual abuse. He was a victim of my wrath and rage that really should have been directed towards the perpetrator. And instead, I turned my husband into the enemy. I abused him. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There was no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about how secrets eventually reveal themselves throughout our lives. Now, listener discretion is advised as the content we are sharing is intended for mature audiences only. Now, sometimes we try to keep secrets not for ourselves, but to protect others' bad behavior, because oftentimes, We don't know what to do with secrets that someone wants us to keep. But what if those bad secrets can affect us right into our future lives? In our last show, we had Dawn Scott Damon talk about a secret she kept for most of her life, how she was being sexually abused from the ages of 12 to 18 by her own father. She described how she stuffed her emotions down from all the abuse and never did much about it for fear of what her dad told her would happen if she had shared with anybody else. She told us how her dad denied it when confronted when she was younger. Today, she's going to talk about how she jumped from that abusive relationship with her father into another relationship with a man where anger and rage from her past started to manifest. Don, thanks so much for joining us again. Yes, thank you for the opportunity to speak once again. Appreciate it. Don, it is so good to have you back with us. And man, This is pretty heavy stuff we're talking about here, and we're moving through it, so possibly this can help another person going through the same thing. Don, I understand your family tried to go to church when you were younger, but kind of just for show. So, did this abuse distort the way you viewed God? Well, yeah, very confusing, because we would pray to our Heavenly Father, and I couldn't help but think, well, if my earthly father is like this... A heavenly father who can see me all the time, who knows what I'm doing, that didn't feel comforting. That felt very scary and intrusive. Mm. And so I was very confused as a young girl. Somehow I instinctively knew that my dad was a broken man. My dad was also an alcoholic. And we experienced that many times. My mom would load us up in the car because my dad was missing and he didn't come home and time for dinner. And we'd start bar hopping looking for my dad. So it was a very confusing world where on Sundays you go to church, on Sundays you are spiritual and you're all sitting in a row like you're this perfect family, but during the week it's like a bomb went off and there's fighting and there's bickering and there's abuse. So I was very confused about Christianity and quite frankly I wasn't interested in a God who would allow pain at all. Mm, That makes sense. I think it is a reason why a lot of people fall out of faith, because they're seeing like pseudo-faith at home or a fake faith, and therefore assume it is all fake. But wow, I understand you eventually got away from this, and you jumped into a marriage in your young adult life, and that brokenness followed you right into that marriage. 
Tell us about your experience. Right. So, you know, we think it's over when it's over, if you know what I mean. And I discovered, no, it is not over when the abuse is over. It's just starting. I was so frozen because of the abuse. I mean, and I still have that same feeling that I had before. Like, why in the world would you let someone abuse you? Why wouldn't you scream? Why wouldn't you say no? Why wouldn't you fight? Why wouldn't you tell? Because you learn to freeze at such a young age that your voice is stolen from you. Your choice is stolen. You're trapped. You have no choice. You're a sex slave. You do whatever you're told because you're manipulated, you're fearful, and your fight has been stolen from you. So when I got out of the house, I thought, oh, great, it's over. I married this guy, which, you know what, I love him, and he's the father of my children, and so I love and respect him, but we had no business getting married. I got married at 18. He was 22. I was getting married to get out of the house. And what I learned is that the abuse did not end just because I left the home. I was tormented with anger and rage. And I let that out at this poor young man who had no idea what he just married into, the special needs wife, if you will. He thinks it's just going to be, you know, hey, we're going to have hot, steamy sex. It's going to be great. And all of a sudden, I'm screaming, don't touch me. Don't ever touch me again. I abused him. And in turn, he abused me right back. And we end up fighting and shredding and tearing each other apart. But we had a little baby. I got pregnant before we got married. And that was one of the other reasons why we wanted to be married. Neither one of us had any idea that my husband became the second victim of childhood sexual abuse. He was a victim of my wrath and rage that really should have been directed towards the perpetrator. And instead, I turned my husband into the enemy. And I went on the attack, or I became a victim. I was victim or villain in between, either crying because he hurt me or attacking him. That was the brokenness that we experienced early on in our marriage. We survived 28 years, and there's a story there, too. Hmm, That makes sense. And I think there are some who can relate to that. However, I understand that your husband had an encounter with the true and living God of Christianity. Mm -hmm. And that led to you having an encounter with God. What happened? Yeah, he found religion, is what I used to say. And he would go to church, and I'd stay home. I was so mad that he would go to church. I just resented that so much. (laughs) And then he was stuffing it down my throat, I thought. And one Sunday, I went with him just to keep him quiet and keep him from nagging at me. And God got a hold of my life and spoke so directly to my heart and to the inner child, really, that broken woman, that broken young girl that was inside of me. I know now it was the voice of the Holy Spirit whispering to my heart, but I felt such love and such healing and such acceptance that this wall that I built around myself, this impenetrable fortress, I was locked down like Fort Knox. It came crumbling down in a moment and vulnerability hit my life for the first time. I could put my fist down. I wasn't standing ready to punch somebody out. That anger melted and God got a hold of my heart. Wow. And the first thing that happened is I ran to my husband and we wrapped our arms around each other and we sobbed and we sobbed. And in that moment, God brought a healing. Now, we went on to experience some other difficulties in our marriage and my marriage did end up coming to an end. Mm. But in that moment, I saw that God did have the power to heal us. And that was his heart to put this marriage and this family back together. And for a while, we experienced real wholeness. Wow. So though the marriage wasn't saved, 
it sounds like both of your souls were in that process. I mean, it sounded like the walls of your family were falling all around already, including your heart of stone. But then it sounds like Jesus changed that to make you softer, to bring genuine healing to your past. So how does this healing with Jesus express itself in your life today? Well, God is such an amazing healer, and you can go to all kinds of doctors and psychiatrists, and I wholeheartedly believe in that, and I embrace any form of healing because ultimately it all comes from God. But I ask God, I want to be whole, like authentically whole, Lord. Mm -hmm. And if you're really who you say you are, then you can do this for me. And that started a journey. It was not overnight. The freedom in my heart was overnight, but then the working out of that was a journey. It was a process. Forgiveness was a process. I started a support group. I went in and I was a member of a support group and cried and cried and cried as layers of layers and layers of secrets and abuse and pain and lies. Lies like ropes tied me up. I was tied up in one lie after another being loosed from my life. And that took many years. And the reason why my marriage didn't survive is because during that process of healing, you know, my husband experienced a lot of brokenness. I struggled with intimacy. I just flat out struggled. I've been set free in that. My husband today and I experienced wonderful freedom, but husbands long to that intimacy. And the woman who's been abused, that's one of the primary areas where she will struggle is in freedom in the sexual area. Gosh, Don, that's a big deal because oftentimes sexual abuse will destroy someone's sex life forever. What would you say to someone who has lost hope from situations that happened to them in their past? Yeah, don't give up. Healing is so available and so possible and probable. You just have to get help. It won't be done in the hidden secret place. It's going to be done through the healing of friends, resources, help, and talking. All of that is available, and it's so, so worth it. And to a husband who's listening, don't give up on your wife. Freedom can come. Be an ally in her healing. Don, that is amazing. Your message is like a beam of hope in a dark world. Thank you for being real and raw with us today. And I know someone's life is going to be changed forever if they find this healing that you're talking about. Thank you so much for being with us on the show. Absolutely. Hold tight. I have some deeper insight on how to get this healing right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? Don had so much stolen from her, but you heard from her how God restored her. You might say, is that even possible? And where is the evidence that God can or even will restore past trauma? 
What about you? Have you endured something in your past that was stolen from you? Maybe you're even angry inside for what has been done. What do you do about that? If that's you, I have good news for you. It's written in ancient scriptures in Joel 2.25. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust. It is written here where God is speaking to his people that he had a promise to restore them if they return to him. You see, when we are in a relationship with God, he will restore us from the trauma from the past, present, and even future that we would ever go through. But it's all dependent upon proximity to God and returning to him. It isn't because God would want to hold back healing from you. It's because we need to come near him. If that's you and you don't feel near to God, let me pray with you. We can change that right now. Lord Jesus, we come to you. And I'm praying for the person right now who's feeling like so much was stolen from them and they do not feel close to you. Lord Jesus, we repent of our past. We surrender to you. And Lord Jesus, bring that healing even now as I'm speaking. I hope you're blessed by this testimony and I know that your life was touched. If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at AwakeningTheNations.com. That's AwakeningTheNations.com. See you next time.